Conversations by Design is a podcast presented to you by Here and Now Living. We seek to engage you in conversations where fresh perspectives are brought to the forefront through immersive pieces and topics. Our hope is to stimulate synergistic thinking which sparks and promotes desire, hope, and faith. We share with you a birthing space for possible solutions which encourage healthy change that leads to fulfillment and bettering ourselves and ultimately our world. In essence, our goal is that we engage and motivate one another towards spaces for change where we can thrive here and now. Okay. <laughs> and we are back. I don't know if it's going to let me get off the screen or not. Do you need to? Is it recording? Yes, it's still recording. Yeah. Cool beans, cool beans. So, welcome to episode number three of Conversations by Design. I am your host, Kaladia Cheney. Mm, what's up? This is your boy Izzy. Word. A lovely sun child spawn thing person. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's right. Look, it's, we know it's been a minute. I, got, I had COVID and that was a whole adventure, um, but it had its positives. Um, you know, they say to every negative there's a positive and mm-hmm. vice versa cool. so it gave me time to you know slow down and to think and to reflect and to experience and evaluate different things and different aspects of my life and things I wanted to change and you know I even lost 25 pounds Woo-hoo! Oh. and helped me get back on that <laughs> track of hey you need to take care of your body you know get back to walk get back to self-care because I kind of lost that a little bit along the way, getting so preoccupied with doing so many other things. But today we are back on track and we're going to be talking about fear tactics and um, the aspects of even just rejection. Um, I know we were going to be kind of focusing on rejection, but we're going to hit it. Let's start off with just a definition of um, one in particular uh, fear tactic. It's called fear appeal. Okay, and uh, based on Wikipedia, um, fear appeal is a term used in psychology, sociology, and marketing. It generally describes a strategy for motivating people to take a particular action, endorse a particular policy, or buy a particular product by arousing fear. A fear appeal is a persuasive message that attempts to arouse fear in order to divert behavior through the threat of impending danger or harm. And basically, impending means that it hasn't happened yet, but it could, right? It presents a risk, presents the vulnerability to the risk, and then may or may not suggest a form of protective action. So, you know, we're kind of introduced to these when we're young, right? For sure. I mean, environment plays a humongous part on all the perception and perspective we tend to gain along the way, including the things that we are afraid or cautious or wary of. So, yeah, I mean, it's a it's one of those fundamental things I think every human being experiences just by design to help you learn and navigate through different little things happening in the world until you're able to grasp, you know, your own consciousness a little bit more sturdy sturdily um so that way you can make more informed choices and decisions hopefully not completely fear-based but being able to make rational thought right and so like part of my little thought process on this fear tactic kind of way of 
strategy to get people to do things mm. is what really hit me when I laid down. I thought I was going to sleep. Then I started getting all these thoughts. And the next thing you know, I was up typing a whole like two-page blog. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Because I see it. And I found out, like, you know, we're inundated with these fear tactics, whether it's on um, TV advertisements, um, You'll see it in school. You'll see your, you know, your parents will do these things. Your friends will do fear tactics. And you kind of get it everywhere. You even get it in church, you know. Be afraid of this or be afraid of that or this is going to happen to you or that's going to happen to you. You know, so you get these fear tactics coming at you in everywhere or every kind of way. And, um, and the thing is, is that they're not quite confident or there's a, a dispute or a division between whether or not they're really effective. How effective is there? Are they? Okay. Um, I was reading an article and they were saying, a lot of them were saying it's not that effective You because people can see through them. Young people tend to see through them because they see the emptiness and the threat or they see, oh, you're trying to manipulate me. So I think really I'm trying to get to the point where we know that there's a positive side to you know, sharing information with our children or with people that, hey, there's a danger and you want to be aware of it. But when we start using these fear tactics to try to get a certain behavior um, manipulating, when we're using it for manipulation, that's the focus that I want to take this to because the more aware I've become, the more I see it. I can identify it. They're trying to make us afraid. They're trying to manipulate us to do something. And this is the way that they're using this persuasive, you know, your world's going to crumble if you don't do this or do that. If you don't, you know... That that kind of thing. Um, the big thing to kind of like take into consideration once you start hitting on that focus is just that that is more so about again design, control, programming, um, creating a direction that you want your most powerful resource being you and I and the anybody that's listening, human beings having that ability to create, manifest, you know, to focus, to develop, to expand. That's powerful. And you don't just master that or gain control over that in magnitude or on scale without having some system in place in order to guide it, at least more along to the design of your liking, especially if that design is more about being selective in how it's going to be used and directed versus the autonomy that you want to see from it naturally. Right. So that that's more so where you're coming from. And that, that comes from just being power hungry. Like, hey, you know, I really want something to happen. I really want to make this thing happen. I really want to drive this direction. Right. What's the type of influence that I need in order to push this over the edge? Obviously, we know positive tactics can work. There are many charismatic people. I think the system has just learned to take those very people and weave them into, hey, listen, you know, it, it's better for you to follow on our side. We've got all the resources you're looking for. So in order to kind of get a little piece of what you want, if you work with us, if you work with this, this flow, if you at least at least package it in a way that sounds good enough to be used so that the the our our audience or our again our our, our masses, they can soak it up and feel a bit more confident about it and then like, yo, yeah, because we're out of true war struggle powering times. Like the thing I'm talking about is a little, you know up there on the bar as far as like what 
concept I want to drive home. But those fear tactics come from powerful people needing or wanting or desiring a particular outcome. Right. That's why it's very, oh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Primitive in nature. Yeah. It's not. And then even then, at the same time, they've learned to scale it in different ways and how they package it now that gets woven into our conversations as well as our actions. Right. So even like the term fear appeal, now I'm going coming at you with fear, but I'm bringing it to you as an appeal to don't do this or that, or, hey, you really need this in your life, or let me, you know, I'm going to persuade you to, to try to, you know, give or try to buy or whatever. If you get these stock upon this and do this, whatever, I'm just, I'm trying to stay general because um, you see it everywhere. You see it in, in, in homes with parents and children, you know, you don't want your kid um, being around, being influenced in a negative way. So you, you appeal to them to try to do positive things at school or go talk and to Johnny because and why- Johnny, but why is that? Saying? Because I want you to do what I'm, I'm looking for you to do to make me feel more comfortable in right. this situation. I think that that can be, um, I can, that's very interesting, just that thought process right there. It's not that the parent's trying to do it of some negative place. Right. If anything, a lot of times they think that, hey, I'm, I'm trying to protect my kid because they're doing something that's either out of the norm or it's a lot or yeah. it's perceived as this, this, that, and the third. And Obviously, we want our peoples, you know, to grow and expand and have uh, opportunity to learn and and move and flow. But for the most part, there is like a, hey, stop doing that because you're stressing me out. (laughs) I can't get my nap in. (laughs) You know, or I've got to go down to that school again or whatever. I I need you to behave to make this particular situation comfortable. I think... um, I think it, it's a sign, but for me, I'm beginning to see that, okay, how can we look for a better way? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that fear tactics tend to be a reactive response. Absolutely. Whereas if I would have been proactive and trained them and taught them the reasons why this is important, the reasons how your behavior is going to affect not just you, but it's going to affect my future because I'm going to have to come bail you out or, you know, I'm going to have to go kick somebody's butt or, you know, you know what I'm saying? I got to go pull out my pocket and make sure the insurance covered you so they don't take our home home because you just, you know, killed somebody in a car accident, you know, with your negligence, whatever the case may be, um, you know, it, it sometimes it affects the whole community. Um, so understanding that our, um, that our, um, that our actions have consequences and teaching the, the, the understanding to that will bring, I think, will help a lot of times people get on board. We don't like to teach the whys, but the whys will keep us from having to always be reactive. You know, your kid grows up and you've trained them and you've taught them different things. They understand the rules of engagement um, and they've got a good grip on it. Then they can function with more confidence when something new comes their way. Well, you know, mom and dad already kind of taught me about this. So I'm not afraid to, you know, speak up because I understand the laws to this or I understand the rules that go behind this. I know how far I can go with this. I can protect myself to a certain level because I have some understanding about this. Whereas, you know, I was not, I didn't know what to do. So I just threw the rock and hit him and I ran, (laughs) broke the window, whatever. You see what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. I don't have this, I don't have the capability to respond correctly because I haven't been taught how to respond. I mean, so... Again, you know, we're getting back to the simplicity of even what it 
means to utilize fear as a tactic. Yeah. Hey, I need you to do something about what you're doing because one, it's jeopardizing things that we don't want to, and two, you're making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I'm. I know I'm simplifying it in that yeah. way, and I guess the reason why I'm simplifying it that way is because even some of the things that were once prevalent fear tactics, what happened over time? They changed because yeah. what happened? Time changed with that. Our society's system changed. New things became more acceptable. This, you know, at one point in time, it was very, 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 very scary to uh, project project yourself as a different gender than what you naturally are. Right. It was it was a dangerous thing. You could right. get hurt. You could be killed. Yep. You could, you know, what I'm saying they could they could do whatever they wanted to you because society looked at this particular action. Right. Hey. We don't want that because we're afraid of whatever it may do to our right. overall situation. So, but then over time, what has happened? That has changed. We find that there are more communities around that. Now there's a positive reflection around being able to accept that type of person because right. they're still human and they still have thought and all this other great stuff. So, I guess, if anything... Oh, being human is so fascinating because on one end you have what you laid out so graciously. Well, hey, if I put everything in a box and I make sure we get all of them checked, at least for the most part, and they have some understanding, they can get out there and be somebody. And it's not that they can't. For the most part, they will, but almost to a limited effect. It, depending on how you're teaching this. Hey, right. I want to let you know what the, if anything, and we'd have to learn to talk like this. Right. Hey, I want to let you know what the current terrain of the world is right. from where we sit. Right. And I want you to understand that over time, this thing can change. Right. If you want to be the one to push the boundaries of it, totally fine. Just know that there are consequences and such and so forth and so have you. Right. You know what I'm saying? If anything, that... That I, you're going to have to live with. <laughs> but we don't teach like this right. because the majority of even our bringing as you know, African-American people's bring here, which from a fearful place. Like, hey, yeah. follow the line. Hey, talk to this person with particular respect. Hey, make sure you don't make too much strong eye contact. Hey, don't you talk back. Hey, don't you act like that. Hey, were you trying to run away? What? Oh, <laughs> you. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm making, I'm hopeful yeah. I made that very comfortable for everyone because, you know, we know that it was obviously a very serious situation, but th- but that's the that's the thing I'm getting to is like when your environment is having to be constructed around that. Yeah. Which for why? Hey, I want them to follow the rules. B, I need them to produce. And C, so they won't make my situation uncomfortable. Yeah, D, so they can live to see another day in some cases, right? Yeah. Well, I was even talking about those in control of that situation. Yeah. Okay, but right. But still this ideal, ideology. So this way they won't fight back. They won't push back. And for the most part, we can receive as much benefit out of the situation as possible. Yeah. So, um... I don't know. I just, I just wanted to kind of deal with that because I think that we've got to get to the point where, you know, we as the parent, the employee, the the leader, the pastor, the whatever, we need to come up. I I believe, or I feel like that, you know, we need to try at least to, hey, kind of move away from this fear thing because it's it doesn't necessarily work, you know. And a lot of times nowadays. Fear arises. Well, let's see what's really going on. Yeah, suspicion, <laughs> curiosity. Well, hey, well, what? Well, why are they telling me not to do? They're telling me not to do this, and the reason is vague. Yeah. The reason seems. But I heard from Johnny. Though our world is more connected now, is what you're saying. It's yeah. Like for the most part, 
you have to have a pretty good valid reason behind what it is that you're talking about because there's information to be accessed at any given moment from yeah, this yeah. incredible little time. device that we're even recording on now. Yeah, the internet. Um, because even like there's so many, um, I, I don't know if I want to go this route, but just kind of ride with me for a minute. Go for like, it. So I've been reading a lot of books. Um, I read the Bible, but I've been reading a lot of the scripture books um, sacred text type books that are no longer in the Bible, which a lot of people don't realize that the Bible used to contain more than those 66 books. Mm -hmm. And then it was concise down to a smaller size. If I'm correct, I want to believe it was the Nicene Creed. They made their choices, select choices and kind of move some things Mm -hmm. out. But somebody's been studying. Yeah. Yeah. People even like Jesus would have been reading information that's no longer there now. than we were before. Hmm. Um, So it's like the understandings is that some of the information in those texts, you know, bring enlightenment to um, the, the, the power of our minds, the power of, you know, the human being being created in the image and likeness of God and being a created being. Mm, and why would I want to censor and control information that should be free to the public? Well, let me think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with great power becomes fantastic profit. So we're going to go ahead and use this for our own responsibility. Yeah, let's just move that one out of the Bible and this one out of the Bible and yeah, let's one, tuck uh, that one away for you, a later you time. Know, Bill, you know, Bill, we're about... 300 centuries too early for this one. We're going we're gonna to hold back, yeah. you know, because my coffers could be much fuller right now. Yeah. We'll sprinkle the truth in there later after I've made my benefit. And so now, <laughs> as this stuff is starting to show up on Amazon and on YouTube, where you can listen to it and hear it, you know, it even creates these thoughts and mindsets in the quote-unquote, like, believers, church goers, like, wait a minute, so... Yeah, like that right there. So let's come, let's take this very specific and isolated, like vocal point that you're going right here, and then just expand it. Again, when I learn to utilize information in a way that helps you develop a perspective instead of you taking information in and then making sense of it to what you feel ultimately to be true, I win. Because now anything that I feed you, even like this, like, well, there are more books to this. And there's not, that's a bad thing, but I can, there's more that I can grab from that wasn't initially there. So I'm fiending for the additional support system to something that I already believe, not necessarily taking it and conceptualizing it along with the belief that I already have. I know that sounds very similar, but at the same time, there are definitely two different things. One is from the perspective of, okay, there's information here and I see some things in it for my particular benefit. I see some things in it that I may not necessarily agree with, but I've read for understanding or I've digested or heard or practiced, whatever. How are we going to do that? Mm. I've done it for that versus to follow it and allow it to be the guidance of my being. Mm -hmm. I don't, when you're made in God's image, I don't think that that's the way to do it. You know what I'm saying? At least from my perception, you know, from my, from where I sit, if anything, I'm allowed the, the, the autonomy, I'll use that word again, or the choice. We always hit back on choice. I'm allowed the choice to do with this information and apply it how I will. Yep. And I think that that, just that right there, it's powerful and scary at the same time. Because 
Well, the reason why I say it scares some people. It's scary because that means that, well, depending on whoever you are, you do have that freedom to expand on that how you will. And I think that that's probably more reason why even if you, I'm a power that be and I live in this space with other humans that have incredible ability, I want to create some version of structure for this. Right. Just to make sure it don't get too out of hand. Right. We, we, you know, somebody started running around talking about, you know, murder is fantastic <laughs> and it's something that we should do and it makes you feel good and get off your chest. You know, that whole idea about right. the purge. Right. <laughs> People will flock to that. Hey, no, I believe that. That supports my idea. I've been waiting for them to talk about this. I'm sure when that movie came out, there were a lot of people that were like, you know what? <laughs> I could get down with this one day. What do I think it was like 12 hours where I can just cut loose and not have to worry about it? Oh, man. Man, that would be fantastic. So we don't want to, we don't want to yeah. do that. We want to at least kind of keep a little, a little, some threading around. Yeah, some parameters. Yeah, like, <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, we don't want to be, we, we, we don't have to allow ourselves to be truly guided by a focal point. You can expand it as much as you like, you can weave it. I think the point of human beings in the first place was for us to have space to just create whatever it was that we were gonna make. Um, and then from there, learn and pass it down and reshape it, which is for the most part what we do. Right. I guess, I, I guess with a little bit more freedom, it would seem different. I think, because one of the, one of the things that I'm kind of observing is that, so basically we've got all these structures, systems within systems to limit our creative ability um, because there's so much power behind it. We need to make sure they don't understand how powerful they really are. I'm afraid of it. If it gets too out of control, we might not be able to do anything about it or it could damage something that I don't want it to damage. I want my situation to feel comfortable. That's ultimately where we come back to terms with that is just, and I, I don't know if that's an innate human thing or is that's a learned thing or right uh, by learned thing i mean as far as like how we do it in a massive group right even on the scale of hey you know i run this particular country i gotta be very mindful i don't want them to feel too comfortable sometimes sometimes i want them to feel comfortable there's this direction the balance, this flow right. this, this back there's and always forth. need to control the behaviors for the quote-unquote good of the whole mm. or at least for me a little bit more you know unfortunately that's how a lot of you know, our thoughts are, um, and they'll call those carnal thoughts or whatever. Um, and your spiritual th- thoughts tend to be more for the community, the collective, the group as a whole, um, that kind of thing. I don't know. I just, I just know that, that like there's this level of, oh, I can see it. Cause once you're become aware, you start seeing it. They're being persuasive right now. They're using their fear tactics right now. You know, you're just sitting there listening, and I've even heard it in church. You know, they will use persuasive fear, fear appeal, you know, to try to make you feel like if you're not tithing or if you're not giving an offering or, you know, all these kind of things. And yet, you know, like the Bible says, the, the, the rain fall on the just and the unjust. Because who's to know when they're going to meet their maker and decide, hey, I want to follow this kind of teaching or whatever and be okay. And that's just the kind of general thing, but... There's even within no, you're, that you're on it. Yeah. human behavior, sociology is probably the primary study that we all actually want to be aware of. A lot of us see stuff happen in the world, a lot of us see the way things move, even the economy, what gets built, how it comes out, when is the release date, how the what was the trailer like, all of that. All of that is built on the idea of how we move as a collective. Yeah. What we accept, 
what we don't like, what we're willing to push through, what we're willing to grapple against, what we're willing to fight for, what we're willing to reject, what we're willing to create, what we're willing to discard, all of this whole, that's why it's funny, you know, when they talk about that Matrix situation, it's because it's real. I have to kind (laughs) of keep, as they expand in their ability, because I know they got incredible ability, boy, we've seen it. Again, we live in a time now where technology, at least for our point of view, has expanded faster than any other point in our conscious history. By conscious right. history, I mean like definitely not ourselves. billions of years ago. Yes, yeah. since we've been able to at least reflect back on things within our lifetime group. Yeah. 100 years, maybe 200, 600, whatever. Right. Being able we to study We can't relate to Jesus now. <laughs> De- definitely not. No idea what it's probably like. It was like a totally to. different kind of... Again, no Even Jacob phone. named a whole nother no, kind of... Listen, some people probably can barely remember a time where there wasn't a cell phone and what communication was like. And you can tell the ones that do because they still say hi in the morning and they, you know, they have... You can tell they have, have general conversation. Yeah, they know how to... They, they flow. They understand that out in the world there's connect. But then you have this newer version where it's very isolated and most people are kind of on guard or they don't yeah. necessarily talk because well there's don't danger. text you hello <laughs> there's danger in the world right. and you've got to be careful and you know because we've seen all this other stuff and so it you get that again there's that balance right there but it right. seems to get disrupted or manipulated based on what's happening in the current flow of what's going on in that 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 world that society and like don't get me wrong i understand there should be a level of not fear, but respect for, you know, boundaries, respect for the good of the whole. Um, I want to say respect for instead of fear of, because um, it's like that whole thing is literally canceling out your ability to walk in faith or be strong in faith to believe good, faith to believe it's possible. Um, you know, even from the scriptural standpoint, it's like, it's impossible without faith. It's impossible to please God. But if you have this energy of fear that you're like breeding on, it's going to be difficult for you to even walk in faith, to believe anything supernatural, to believe anything in a faith-based way, because you've been so inundated with fear. Even, like I said, you know, even in the, like, Jesus wasn't walking around making people feel feel afraid. And even in the Bible, like, so many times they say, fear not, don't be afraid, be bold, be courageous, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And then yet we'll use a fear tactic to say, if you don't do this, your world's going to fall apart or, you know... That wasn't that wasn't his ammo. His ammunition wasn't to use fear tactics on people. Mm. You know, he would tell you what to do: uh, love one another, be kind, be patient, whatever. You know, but it, it was never in a way of if you don't, you're gonna die and go to hell. You know, or you know what I'm saying? That fear tactic. I'm just trying to get us to shift from using it on each other because it it's depends not depends on what group you're going to be in because it's, it's not there's, productive there's overall that. it's not productive it's just breeding fear in more different on type of type of ways you know on, what i mean feel me on this part okay. just like there's like there's always going to be that version of darkness yeah without that struggle there is no level up without chaos sometimes there's no creation right it seems to be that 
a lot of the different things that at times we want to challenge are there for to there for the function of creating a new mindset to help change whatever it is. Right. But it's always a new version of how that's going to get. That, that's why I say even it's funny we were talking about this earlier, but it made sense why the world isn't this completely tranquil ecosystem. Nothing advances for some reason, right. without the contrast. And it's so interesting, though. That's how it's, that's how it is. Just but. like you just said something, and I thought about this. Um, it, it's like, in the beginning, you know what? God created the heavens and the earth, and he said, let there be light. And he separated the light from the darkness, but he didn't destroy the darkness. He let it be. Because it serves a purpose. Without it, there isn't, a, there isn't expansion. Right. Without it, there is an expansion. But at the same... Without and I that get negative that. experience sometimes, not all the time, right. but without that negative experience, of, or we won't even call it negative. There's nothing that experience that, that rubbed you a little different. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that I did not like that at all. But without that, sometimes it does not create the space to expand upon your awareness of maybe something that you were looking for or wanting or desiring. In so many of these situations, we create the situation. We call it into being... Then we experience it for it to allow us to become more. It just depends on how you're going to interpret it. Yeah. Have you become wise enough to realize that contrast and friction are actually a good thing in your space? It's all how you interpret it. Obviously, you can expand on peace. You want to have inner peace. But when you are in that, I want, I'm, I'm looking, I'm asking, I'm, I'm stretching out. I, there's, you can't help it. It's a part of what makes you a creator. I know, but I'm just saying that the my I guess my appeal to shift that paradigm that we need to use fear tactics to get the results that we're looking for when we can be more proactive and train or teach. What's wrong with teaching people why? Well, because well, why? Because I really don't know why or why might not they might be able to go and do it themselves and create something better than what I did. I don't know, but it's like if you that could be good on your heart because they're going to say so and so taught me everything I know and you know. Well, to to (laughs) even speak to what you're saying, don't we already have many things that are like that and yeah. what have they been created from from the very tactics <laughs> the resistance that yeah. or the fear tactic i'm gonna hey, go out and I, show i can do this better I went, I went through this particular experience i i had when i came up when i was coming up this wasn't this particular way and i expanded beyond that and now i'm showing you that there's a whole new spin on it and i think even people that over time have elevate to this space over time, they realize that wow, had it not been for the darkness, that that that, that the fear, that, that space, yeah, I wouldn't have had the training ground necessary to build and climb and grind to the new level that helped me create something completely new and um, and even more dominant. That then caused a whole another tidal wave. It's just a, it seems to be a chain of reactions is what it really means to be in this life that we're in. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> okay, so like for the basically in summary, we're trying to wrap it up now. Mm. Um my my whole thing is let's try to find better tools to use. Mm. Um instructional tools to use or whatever you want to call them opposed to using fear tactics. Absolutely. And and I guess the the only thing that I was saying in conclusion with you was that for the most part, we have to grow to that space. And that's honestly probably part of the purpose of the tactic to begin with um, in terms of if we're going to create a function for it is that it does exist for you to over time to develop a whole new mindset around that thing. Because as a being, 
You're meant to expand. You're not meant to be limited only by a singular idea. Your perspective has the power to grow. Well, I think that wraps about up. Until next time, this is Conversations by Design. I'm your host, Kaladia Cheney. She boy is, and I hope you had a good one with this one. I know it was kind of it's kind of around and about and up and down, but hopefully added an incredible layer to your thinking for sure. Later. Bye.